What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and What's Steve. up, what's up? I am Billy. And I am S to the T to the E-V-E, Steve. 954-358-9040. 954-358-9040. Call us. Leave us a message. Tell us what you want, what you think. Comments, questions, rebuttals. Remember, I'm just a guy. But send I mean, it yeah. in. <laughs> Comments, questions, rebuttals. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you guys call and you have something, we'll definitely listen. Steve's not exaggerating, though, or, and neither am I. I do not and will not listen to what you have to say as far as show <laughs> ideas. But I always say that. I, th- I don't know how to explain. I said this before. One, two, one, two. Hey, can you put me up a little in my ears, just in my ears, because I don't, I can't hear myself. <clears throat> You're the worst at headphones. And Well... Is that you? Can you hear me? One, two, one, better? two. Yeah, it's better. I can't tell which one you are. I have, I, I've it, moved these things around so yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I'm getting old, okay? That is so true. I got hair in my ears. Yeah, you're down for some reason. How's that now? Is that better? One, two, one, two. Oh, much better. Yeah, you're yes, down much better, reason. much you're better. You're down like six. I keep us between seven and eight, and you were way down by six. I'm okay. I'm my foot. Okay. But I've said something before. Remember ideas? Like, we, I'll talk to anybody. Because there's zero chance you're going to change my mind. Like, there's nothing you're going to say that's going to change my mind. So go ahead, waste your breath, waste your time. And then only after you know you have no chance to penetrate my brain. Right. I think people will talk more freely without, like, their their agenda. They know they have no chance, so they just kind of say what they have to say. And then I'll listen. So show people. If you call me, go, oh, we should do a segment on this, I can guarantee it's not going to happen. <laughs> just out of spite. <laughs> And I'm not saying that like, oh, who listen, eventually listen. No, I'm not going to do that. If you have a show ID and it's a good one, go start your own podcast. Oh That's my simple. goodness! Oh. But yeah, what you what you think we talk about? What we uh, you know comments on this? Now, if you can phrase your comment as a suggestion, I might be like, oh, that makes sense. That's cool. But if you come out, hey, you guys should do this. Next message, please. It's not going to happen. Sorry. But listen, sorry, the, not sorry. At the very least, man, it would be entertaining. Right, so go ahead and listen. That being said, somebody comes up with a with a with a insane idea. Obviously, we're going to do it. Right, but I'm letting you know you have zero chance to get for me to accept your ideas. But this is just a way for us to. <clears throat> this is just a way for us to interact. That's I mean that's that's the goal because until uh, until we yeah, get I to think, a place I think it's where a we can be idea. live, this is a way where you can say that. I, I can actually reach out and touch someone, you know, touch these guys. So yeah, it's a really good idea. 954 358 There we go. Um, so I told you. So listen, so I watched the game last night. and um, I watched none of it. I watched the first half. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, man, I can't remember who said this. But someone I was listening to said that the NFL has come to this place where they realize that they, they've, they're creating a product for the casual consumer. You probably, you probably listen, if you listen to any of the podcasts my dad's on here, you've definitely heard him say that. Okay, so It's no longer about the person who knows football. It's the shiny object. That's why it's no longer three, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust, uh, you know, get your – Get your first down, drive the ball, take up 12 minutes to get a touchdown. It's score quick, be down by 20 points with five minutes left and still be able to come back and win by 10. Mm-hmm. It's set up for the excitement 
Anyone can win at any time. Anybody can watch it and enjoy it. It's not set up for thinking people football anymore, for right. the X's and O's. It's set up for, oh, look at the shiny keys. Watch them go deep. So I, I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. But before I get there, I want to ask this question. How did it get so popular? Fantasy football. So, so you think that there was a stagnation when it came to the growth of football until fantasy came out? Because my no, let me, let, all, me, let, me, let me finish this point because I want to yeah, make yeah. sure you, you understand what I'm asking. How did football get so popular, like over, like overshot baseball when it was so technical, when it was still well, in the three yards in the fo- cloud of dust? Fo- um, football, I don't believe football overshot basketball. No, not basketball, baseball. I mean, baseball for about um, maybe 20, 30 years ago when baseball went on strike. That's when that's so when the football, opportunity opened up. Yeah, that's when football became like football wasn't any political nonsense, wasn't any me 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 nonsense. It was kick your butt on Sunday, and that was it. Baseball, that's why baseball now they always talk about it's regional. It was national, America's pastime, all this stuff. It, it was a strike 20, 30 years ago, I guess, because football's been growing in popularity, in my opinion, the last twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. So around that time, baseball had that really big strike. And people like these greedy athletes, bro. Screw them. And baseball fell by the wayside. And football just kept gaining in popularity, bring on the onset of even more opportunities for fantasy football. Apparently, fantasy football has been around for a long time. Forever. But I'm talking about the '70s. Yeah, it's been around forever. You yeah. just keep track. But now it's yeah. like you have all these apps. You have all these things. Young people are getting into it, and that mixed with baseball being greedy, so to speak. Football just took over. Okay. And then from there, it's grown and grown and grown to where now used to have Thursday night game once or twice a week. A year? Yeah. You mean a year? Yeah, a year. Then it was, you know, only the last part of the season. Now in the last four or five years, it's every Thursday night. Then you added a third game on Thanksgiving. Um, Saturday football was when college season end. That's always been that way. You had the London games. So they've been branching out over the last 20-something years, from what I remember anyway, and they've just been – and every game counts. Mm-hmm. Baseball's useless the first 100-something games. So Same with right. basketball. Mm-hmm. Hockey fans are hockey fans. They're dedicated no matter what, but they also have a long season, but I guess more action-packed than the other two sports. But football, every single game counts. So every – you're – you can – we talked about a couple weeks ago. It used to be um, – 0-2 was guaranteed no playoffs. Now 0-3, you still have a shot, but it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. So even still, you have a chance for your team to be crappy in the beginning and can hit hit their stride at the end. So there's always that element of anyone could do it. And in baseball, basketball, pick your pick your best 10, 10 teams. It's going to be the same every year. Football, at one point, the NFC, uh, Nor- whatever Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans and they were in, Every year for, I think, five or six straight years was a new division champion. Nobody stayed on top. Even when New England won, you know, 20-year era of greatness. They were, they, they they were, were the outliers. They were yeah, the outliers, right. They still lost from time to time. <clears throat> right. You knew you, there was never, like, they didn't win consecutive championships. Right, they lost half the time. Off, yeah. Right, half the time, right. So there's that, too. Football just kind of has it all. So, so first, everything that I'm hearing from you is that, Opportunity was yeah. Opportunity one. was there. Like baseball dropped the baton. Yeah, and football was right there on his heel to pick it up and run with it. Yeah, and they've never let it go. Yeah, but uh, so so that's the beginning of it. That's the genesis of it, right? Yeah. But then they started to, I guess, internally realize that hold on a second, we could do some things to make this more popular. Fantasy football. Yeah, which for sure, I I only played fantasy in in my whole life of watching football. 
I probably played fantasy football like five times. And I can tell you, those five years that, I've actually, that I played fantasy football, I was forced to be engaged yeah. in what was going on, you know? It couldn't just be regional anymore. I really had to pay attention, yeah. you know? And with product on the <clears> field <throat> and fantasy football, now look at DirecTV. DirecTV can get you your team's game and your house anywhere you live in the country. On top of that, you have Red Zone channels. So not only do you get to watch well, your, ta- your I, team. I say Red Zone channels probably really high up there. Well, now it is just for sure. Yeah. But, like, again, with all, we're, the encompassing of where it kind of took off, you had DirecTV where if you live in Miami, you can watch Buffalo. And we never had it. I just had to watch. Like my, at one point, my fantasy football updates were the ticker across the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, that was it. Where's that little ball tore on the, on the thing? And then fantasy football came, and then more apps, more things. So, again, Red Zone Channel, you have it. It was – you can watch the best games, so to speak, at the most important times mm-hmm. when they were about to score. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, you have this, you have that. Now, you have – now, again, 30 years later from DirecTV, you have NFL Plus where you can pay for your one individual game, I believe. Everything really? kind of – Yeah, I believe that's how – they should be doing that for years. So, I would have so played five – I would have paid $5 a, a week for Buffalo for the whole season. So, you're saying that instead of having to get the whole package, you could just – by individual NFL games. Plus, I believe it says your game, your your phone, your whatever. So it sounds like you can watch what you want. Oh, when I was living in Texas, that would have been great. Like football, I, could, I got no money. Yeah, in the like pay per view for football would have been <clears throat> would have been a gold mine. Mm-hmm. Like I would have paid eat five ten dollars a week to mm-hmm. watch Buffalo. Yeah, three hours for ten bucks. Sure, sign me up. Yeah, sign me up. So so anyway, so I said so all I believe this, those are the, I, the reasons. I, I, I went down this whole history with you because of this. Again, I said I was, I'm getting old and I got hair in my ears. When I watched, when Arizona had the ball offensively, yeah, it was unwatchable football. It's not good. It, it right. was unwatchable football. And, and yet they were scoring. They were moving the ball. But I'm looking at this and, and really, you know what I saw? I saw college football. I saw college football from the 1980s. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like way back when, when... You didn't really have to be a quarterback, you know. All you had to do was be able to be an athlete, yeah. you know, and and you and you could play the position. That's what I saw. In fact, in some instance, I feel like I, saw, I was watching high school football. It was like, wow, it's it's this dumbed down. This game is that dumbed down. Is it dumbed down for the players or dumbed down for the fans? Well, I think that it's. I think it's dumbed down. Oh man, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I think that. To make it more interesting for the fans, yeah. they realize we need to get better athletes at key positions. And if we get better athletes at key positions, it'll be more exciting. But these better athletes probably aren't as smart. And so, therefore, we got to change how we play ball, you know? So, I, don't, so I think it, it, it started with trying to get the average Joe to want to watch and then figure it out once we realized that that was the end game then they started to say okay what they went they worked this way backwards okay so what do we have to do to be able to get more people to watch that's what i'm thinking i could see that but for me as a person like you know i'm 50 plus you know i'm watching football for you know 35 years i'm watching this i'm watching arizona and i'm realizing this guy the guy told you coach jb i i can see it so cl- and you've said it before i even heard about coach jb you were talking about kyler murray i can see it so clearly how ineffective he is and, and it's like but this is what people are watching i mean the, the stadium was packed i'm sure the ratings were off the chart you know and it's like wow man this is incredible now the flip side of that <clears throat> i'm watching andy dalton andy dalton <clears throat> yeah and 
I don't know what's going on, and maybe you could tell what's going on with um, Jameis Winston in terms of why he's not starting he over might, there. I think he was injured for a little bit. Okay. But Richard Sherman, a good point last night, if you're trying to protect the ball and move the ball and, and win, but you're going to keep turning it over, you might as well put Winston back in there because at least you're going to get the big plays. He's going to throw three interceptions, guaranteed, but he's going to th- he's going to go for the seven-yard bomb. He's going to sling the ball around left and right. Andy Dalton is, is doing safe plays and turning the ball over. So if you're going to turn it over, you might as well go big. So my guess is he was injured, but he's insanely turnover prone. Yeah, he is. He's blind, and it's it's that's his problem. Right, he's got tunnel vision. He doesn't see. No, the no, vision. literally, he's blind. He what? has eye problems. He doesn't wear his glasses or anything during the game. He, if you watch him, he squints because he can't see. What about contacts? Doesn't have, he won't wear them. He wears glasses or contacts outside of the game when he goes to play. Watch, watch, and with his helmet on, he's squinting. Not because it's tight in his head. He can't see. Oh no, that that would be a non-starter. I, I, I like listen, either bro. either you put glasses on or, no, or you go he, find he another sit, team. He sits like this, or you find and he, another and he team. talks about. It. He's like, I, I just don't like playing with the glasses. I don't, you know, the contacts will pop out. Whatever it is, I'm. That's a few years ago. I'm not sure if it's at LASIK since. Okay, but it it was. He's talked about. It, I just it's be, it's a better feel for me not to have anything in my eyes or on my head when I play. Okay, he plays squinting so he could see. Oh. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. No, that I would not sign that dude. Either, either you, Listen, either you agree to, to to put some corrective lenses yeah, you on, gotta do or you want something. This is we're talking millions of dollars here. You know yeah. what I say? We're yeah, not, I'm not putting that on the line for your comfort. Get Listen, out of here with bro, that crap. I'm telling you, it was one of the when he said that when he came out of FSU. They're like, "Yo, why you guys look like this?" He's like, "Cause I can't see." And they said, like, I just don't have, I don't want to wear the contacts. I don't want to do the LASIK or wear the glasses. I can tell you this. I've had LASIK, right? Yeah. And I and I did not know what I was getting into until they strapped me down. And I mean, machine, I, you got to be open, right? Look yeah, at this thing they, come no, at they, you. No, listen, they put things so that you can't close your eyes. That's what I'm saying. So you got to be like looking <clears throat> right. at this thing come at your face. And and there's a, a moment or moments where you go blind, where you literally, they, they take away your capacity, your ability to see. So think about it for a second. Like you just said, eyes yeah. are wide open. You're seeing this thing come at you, and then all of a sudden you can't see anything. No, see, I, so I, I, I can tell you that in that moment. Oh, and one other thing, you smell like flesh burning, really, because they they're literally like like lasering and cutting out your um uh, the, the top layer of your eye. So you can actually smell that, and mm. you can't see anything. I I mean I was I I, I literally. Felt like crying. I wanted to grab somebody I, and say, yeah. "Hey, can you hold my hands?" You know, someone in the room because it was so so scary. So I can see how a young person come uh, uh, athlete saying like, "Yo, I ain't getting that surgery." I you know what I'm saying? It. I can see it. Social media. So what you got for social media? Um, I got a couple things here. I'll play the first little clip here. Let me know your thoughts on this. Go ahead. I'm gonna hold you to only like two minutes to reply to each thing I play for you. Okay. Here, of course, the ads come. Nothing is ever easy here. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? You live in South Side of Chicago. You think you could just pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Mm-hmm. You're crazy. Like, if there was a Wild West-type neighborhood for white people, mm-hmm. where white people are shooting people the same way people are getting shot in the South Side of Chicago, they would be freaking the fuck out. Can you imagine if there was a place like that? Like, if Tucson, Arizona was just, like, shootouts in the street. I mean, what, on a, a, a weekend of gang violence in Chicago... Is is occasionally stunning. Yeah, stunning mm. numbers. Yeah, there can be like fifty people shot in a weekend uh, at its worst. Imagine you know? if that same scenario was playing out in right wing neighborhoods, in right wing mm-hmm. all white neighborhoods. If they were basically like fucking Jesse James in it, mm-hmm. and just out there shooting each other, 
be a very what, what, very different discussion. What would happen though? Would it be more sympathy for them, or would it be more law enforcement because there's le- you know less guilt involved? It would be it would be something different. That's for sure. Especially. Who's, who is he talking to? I have no idea. Because I, for some reason, I feel like I heard this clip before. You may or, may, have. or maybe he, this is something that you said before. You know. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? If it's a right wing neighborhood, <clears throat> what would be happening? No, they would lock it down. They would like. I, remember, I told you um, up here in um, north part of Florida. Yeah. What? Ha- oh, uh, when the George Floyd thing happened. When the George yeah. Floyd thing. I think it was the George Floyd thing, but the sheriff said. He came out and said, and listen, and what was funny is that it was a black sheriff and he yeah. was surrounded by like maybe 30 uh, uh, deputies and they were all white. At least it seemed that way in the caption, right? But he said, listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you think you're going to come down here and start that crap, that nonsense down here, and you think that we don't have enough police force, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to deputize every gun-toting uh, legal gun-toting citizen and deputize them and I'm going to tell them take action mm. if you come down here with that nonsense and that's what would happen in the right-wing neighborhood it'd be like we ain't having that crap you know we're, we're shutting it we're crushing it you know what I say and, and we're going to send you running with your uh, tail between your legs I just you know that was that was my thought they're like you know, if it's a white neighborhood if it was a right-wing neighborhood x y and z the thing is it's not for a specific reason they don't allow it right there's no, you're not allowed to, you're going to have, again, we talked about it before, you're going to have pockets of insanity for sure, but to have it run wild, let it, let it run wild for so long that now it truly is, like you said, the wild, wild west, it wouldn't happen. You wouldn't be allowed to start acting crazy. We took with the hurricane down here a few weeks ago. DeSantis. He's like, you loot, we shoot. You loot. <laughs> there, I mean, what else do you want to hear from oh my somebody? Goodness, man, that's so so funny, to say, man. oh, if it was, if it was this, it would react differently. There'd be more sympathy. They'd be doing X, Y, and Z. No. No, they wouldn't get to that point. No. That's the problem. Shoot we, and ask questions it's later. On, it's on this podcast probably 10 times. Look at the areas it's in. It's in minority areas run by Democrats. But, that's but, what the problem is. They want the lawlessness. They want the no police so they can have more crime, so they can say, look, no one's helping us. Like, look at the cycle they put themselves in the politicians in their areas we actually talked about this goodness gracious two weeks ago when when i when i asked the question i was like look we like billy and i live in a democratic stronghold okay full disclosure okay but yet we're comfortable there's no there's there's no reason for us to feel like i can see how come democrats keep getting elected because for the most part people who live in this city in this county they, they they like where they live but what's missing here is a huge minority population. It seems that what they, they do this intentionally. Let me say this a different way. No, I'm going to say that. They, the minorities they, they have how, opportunities here. They're not, they're not no, stuck, you, shut down by, the, by but, Democrats. When you say you would, you would well, say you that. Say there's, not, there's not a lot of minority population down here. Right. There is, but they're not stuck in the hood. They're allowed to no, flourish. No, no, listen, in, man, I could take it to some hood, man. Not like there, though. What, 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 That's my point. When you think of South Florida, you don't think of hood. When you think of well, Memphis, hold on, hold on, you think of hood. Let you me, think of let me say Detroit, okay. you think of stuff like let, that. Let me, your point, I understand your point, which is well taken. But let me just say this. When I say large minority population, I'm not saying that we don't have one. What I'm saying is that in terms of percentages, yeah. like when you think about Memphis, you're talking 60, 70% minority. Yeah. Right? And so that is what I'm saying. Like Chicago, I'm sure the numbers got to be skewed, yeah. you know, plus on, on, on the other side of 50%, right? So that's the point I'm making. Yeah, that's a good thing to look up. My point is that when the numbers are that high, it's like the, the Democrats – 
they know how to they know how to govern, but they're like, hey, if we're in a situation where we have this melting pot, well, not melting pot, where we have this uh, uh, over concentration of minority, let's ruin it. You know what I'm saying? So we can have you know something to fight for, something yeah. so we can use as ammunition to be able to stay in office. That's how I feel about it. No, that makes sense. Because I'm saying like here, Lauderhill. If I say the democ <laughs> the, the the demographics of Lauderhill, right. Lauderhill's predominantly black. Right. But Lauderhill's not making the news every night. It's That's a small true. city, but it's predominantly black. If I tell you, you know, North Florida. It's predominantly Hispanic up there. They have your pockets, but it's Hispanic. Right. I mean, there's really different central things. Florida, like, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. But I, I understand your point. If there, it's already a problem. Let's just run into the ground and, and really make it worth our while, so to speak. Right. I, it just it doesn't make sense. I mean, the point that he made. Um, and there's was, something right here. So white Chicago race forty eight point six nine percent are white, thirty point ninety five are black, six point zero nine are Asian. Wow. So it's close, but I mean, not like so. Then, and then Illinois, Illinois overall seventy two percent white, right? Fourteen right. percent black. So there's a lot more concentrated in Chicago, uh, less than eighteen percent difference. So is that enough to to like what? What is that tipping scale? I don't know, but yeah. all, all I can tell you is that it doesn't make. I, I I saw articles where they were talking about in Chicago that it's now is moving beyond the ghetto yeah. in terms of the, this violence. Like yeah. people, remember I told you about the woman, she, she, it was two women. Atlanta's that, been like that. Atlanta's taking over uh, the surrounding yeah, areas. I, it's like branching out like a spider web. Atlanta, Atlanta is a black city, man, period. Atlanta's a black city. I mean, I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know if I told you this, but when we went to Atlanta with our, our youth group, well, we went to Alabama, but think about this for a second. Yeah. I took my youth group to Alabama and Mississippi. And on the way back, we hung out for a day in Atlanta. I was more concerned in Atlanta for my safety than I was in Alabama and Mississippi. Consider that for a second. And I was and I was more concerned in Alabama and Mississippi. You want to know why? Because I was a black guy hanging around with a bunch of white kids. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man, I, I just don't I just I, I can sense the the hatred. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. It's like I can see this that. is this this sucks. You know. So, I, dude, man, I'm just telling you. No, when, when where, I, where I used to work, we travel out of town from time to time. Right. And I would never go because I mean, but these guys would like it. They love traveling over time. But even come back and like, listen, man, like I'm the wrong kind of white for for some of the areas we go to. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you wouldn't be able. To, like, you can't. Right. However, they, they'd phrase it, but I'd always right. laugh because I knew exactly what we were talking about. Right. These people weren't going to come after you, but they would keep an eye on you. Right. They're waiting for you to slip up. But, like, they wouldn't approach you to rob you. They would just walk, all right, this black guy's while his little kids, let's just keep an eye on him, see yeah. what he does. So, you, you got to look over your, over your shoulder, so to, speak, so to show, shoulder, so to speak. But if you're not landing, they may look, oh, he's going to turn, let's go rob him. Regardless of your color, they just go and rob you, where in the, in the sticks, they look at you, be like, all right. Let's just keep an eye on this guy. So I can see where you might be a little more afraid-ish or, or aware of what's going on in Alabama, Mississippi, but more afraid in Atlanta because they'll just come to rob you for no sense. Right. The other guys would kind of keep an eye on you. Well, there was a place in Atlanta called Midtown, which is a beautiful place. It's, I would, is there a place? I know in Miami there's a place. I don't know if there's a place. Uh, there's a place in Delray that kind of resembles it, but it was, it was a beautiful spot called Midtown. And I was walking... With Janice. Yeah. Like, I was with a group, and Janice was with a group, and I caught up to her. And as I was catching up to her, there was another group of adults that was on the far side of her. And as we were catching up, I wrapped my arms around Janice, yeah. right? And I can see the guy that was with this group. It's like, what the? 
WTF. Where, yeah, where right? is this? Uh, this is a mid, midtime, a midtown in Atlanta. Right. And he's like, what the F? And he's like, and, and all of them turned to look at us, you know, but he didn't know that I saw him. So when yeah. he turned, my eyes locked with him and, and he's like, he gave me like a nod, like, you know, but I can, but he couldn't change the expression on his face, but he gave me a nod. And I was like, oh man, these guys got problems because I'm a Janice, right? No, and, you could have been some dude running up behind her to rob her. Like we've seen a video with the three women no, walking. No, 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 You don't know that. I, listen, I know that. You don't listen, know that. Listen, I know that. I, I know it. Listen, first of all, this was, this, uh, this was a black group. This wasn't a white group. This was a yeah. black group that was looking, yeah. you know, and, and listen, for all they know, all these because there were so many kids around us, it could be, these were like our kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like they were like astonished that we would be so um, demonstrative in public. You know, me putting my arms around them, we were walking. You know, so it, it was it was like wow. So it, man. so it was so the group was a was a black guy looking at you like bro, don't touch that white lady in this area because these people are crazy. I, it was more like what like my the way I read it was yeah. like. Almost like I'm a sellout okay. for I'm a sellout for being around these all these people. That's that's I how I, that's how it felt, you know. And okay. he was he was indignant about it, you know. And he was with a couple of women, and they all just like looked at us like oh, we that's were. That's so funny. Like I have we were, I won't be able to find it, but I have, right. I have a clip on here where the guy is in. There's a black dude talking to a white guy at Walmart. He's like, "What's up, man? Appreciate your help. You know, hand slaps and all this stuff." It's like, "Hey, you like black?" Because yeah, I love black people. See, man, this guy likes black people. And the, and, the, and the old white guy's like, yeah, I'm married to a black woman. And the, and the guy, the black guy turns and was like, you're married to a, a black woman? And just walks out. Like, he's happy. I love black people. See, we get along. Everybody's happy. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm married to a black woman. He looks at him like, and walks yeah. out. Like, yeah. what do you want? Like, what, That's love, right? Like, what is, I mean, is that like, hey, these are my, my property. You can't date them? Yeah. Like, that's kind of like what you're against, the whole... You know, slavery thing. I, I remember I was, I used to sell insurance. This was years ago. And this, I, man, I don't even know if Janice and I were married or we were dating, but I was driving a woman in my car to go to the bank because she had to write a check for, get some money for the insurance policy she was buying. And when we were driving, there was a black guy in a Mercedes with a white woman, right? And yeah. we were passing each other. And she, oh, by the way, the, well, you'll know, the woman that I was, I was with was a black woman. When we were passing, when we were passing uh, the Mercedes, she was like, "Ooh, I can't stand that." I was like, "What?" Oh yeah, you told me before. I told you you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah. "Well, I'm married to a white woman." Yeah, and she, and, well, before I even told her that, she, I was defending the guy. I was like, "What's wrong with you?" I mean, like, yeah. she, he, he made money and now he went out. Again. I said, "Well, you don't even know. They could have been down since they were in high school. What are you talking about?" And then she stopped and she looked at oh, me man. and she was like. You you you're married to a white woman, aren't you? I it, it, that's the only reason you can defend this. I was gonna play a clip, and I'm gonna play a different one, okay. just based on what you said. <laughs> None of us in here are, can be considered traditional women, and back then, an average guy could get a traditional woman. And now, what does he get? He gets a boss bitch, a boss babe, a girl that's been ran through. He gets an ex hoe. He gets a born again virgin. Like what do this I is get? as as women. Yeah. This is what what do we get? We still get protection and provisioning. Are you sure? And I, the, yeah, the average yeah. the average yeah. salary. Yeah. The average, uh, not I mean, okay, okay, but here's here's the thing: the average salary could cover an apartment 
and but the thing is like women we want this lifestyle that's not even realistic nowadays like we want men that make more than we do and we want them to pay all of the bills but it's like we work we all have our nails done we have um we get our hair dyed we have makeup we have all of this stuff that costs money because we want this lifestyle and i've had girls come on my show and i say would you would you date an average guy for companionship but you would have to go down in lifestyle and they say no we're addicted to lifestyle Hmm. So I wasn't even going to play that. That's another one she had talked about. Who, who's she? I have no idea. Just, oh. saw him, just rolling through the other okay. day. But you you happen to bring that up. And all right, so that makes sense. Like we talked about it before. I've, I've even heard comedians talk about it. Like we don't, we're not jumping race for X, Y, and Z. We're jumping race because you want all this stuff. You want your high maintenance. This person is not. And they just so t- at times happen to be a different race. But if you're just not high maintenance, regardless of your color, I'm going to low maintenance, regardless of color. That's all that I want. But to, to your point, the woman's like, oh, th- he made some money. Now he wants to leave. It sounds like she wants all of his money. So that's why he left. <laughs> the other person probably doesn't want all of his money. And that's what this lady talked about. She's like, women want, they'll, they'll, they want lifestyle. They don't care if they're protected. They want to be able to go tell, look what I have, look what I get. Right. So no, dude, that doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, man. I'm trying to remember who were, were the comedian I was who said that, but he's like, listen, we don't leave black women for race. We leave them because they want their hair done twice a week. They want nails on. They well, want these clothes. Like this is, and I look. That's interesting that you say that because honestly, I'm going to tell you straight up. This is just me. I don't. Or maybe I heard it from you. If you're going to well, go, with what you're about to well, tell me. I, well, I know that I was always down. Like even now, I'm a jean and I'm a, yeah. I'm a jean and no, t-shirt it was person. From you then. I, I, I wear my boots. You know what I'm saying? Janice I'm very was, dressed down. Janice was jeans, t-shirt, and Janice ponytail. Was, Janice was. Well, let, let me just say Janice necessarily. I'm going to say because I met her at work, and, okay. and she had, and she was the boss, and she had to dress a certain way. I got. You. But what I'm telling you is that what I what I found appealing about white women is that they could put a baseball cap on and call it a day. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I heard they it from you then. I thought did. it was a comedian because okay. I hear most of this stuff, but it was from and, you. And I love that. You know what I'm trying to say? I love that simplicity. You know, yeah. like, I listen, I... <laughs> I was there was a point in my life where I used to iron my t-shirts. Yes, I remember this. My t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, and and I and I was like, this is overwhelming, you know? Like I I can't continue living like this, you know? And anyway, that's what I'm trying to tell you that I yeah. I just so wanted was, a simple a simple lifestyle, yeah. you know? And I found life more simple. Now, that being said, I didn't go after a white woman. I just found yeah. a woman that I was like attracted to. She yeah. she was Business That's my point. She's and simple like, and happens yeah. to be white. Now, a woman, it's not like number like, one wow. on my checklist. White? Yes. Right. Okay, now let's find a simple one. No, it's who's chill out? Who's relaxed? Mm-hmm. Color second or third. I need someone who's just going to be calmed down and chilled out. I don't want a high-maintenance chick. Yeah. And that's any guy. Yeah. So okay, but so no, I heard but it from some, you. Then. Some guys like high maintenance. Oh no, some guys like that stuff. I can't, you know, take like that. the nails and the hair and the, you know all that stuff. Like, and, and listen, I know white women who are like that. Oh hell yeah, you know. So I just, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not into and, it. And that's the point. It's it's not it's not color specific. Right. Some women are high maintenance. Some are not. Some guys like it. In my opinion, most don't. They want you want to look good. But you you can't like you nobody wants you in your house walking around in high heels and your nails done. I want you in, in pajama pants and a shirt just hanging out like I, remember, I am. I told Sarah this the other day. I said, Sarah, I don't know what's going on, but I went to I, I think there was a Burger King. All three places were um, fast food, I think, or some sort of retail place. Yeah. And the, and I, I ran into three black women. Me, me, dude, it might have been four: three black women and one Latin woman, mm-hmm. right? But. Different places, right? Yeah. They all had eyelashes on. 
Like, like maybe I'm saying, am I saying it right? No, the big fake eyelashes, eyelashes, yeah. And I'm like, hold on, what the... What's going on here? You you you're flipping burgers, yeah. And you got and you're made up to the T. Like, what's going on here? And 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 what I learned from her, because I, I told her that I was I was astonished by what I was witnessing. She said to me that they now sew in eyelashes. It's not just you, really. You tape them down. Now you can actually get them sewed in, and so that's probably they can't take them off. You know, so well, I mean, there's are. also you want to look good at work. Feel confident no, no matter listen, what you're when, doing. We're talking huge eyelashes. No, listen, I get it. You know what I'm saying? We've like, seen the no... commercials the, with the people with the long nails typing on the phone. Like, yeah. That doesn't translate, but, you know, it is what it is. So. All right, spin that wheel there, my okay. friend. It's a good spin. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm glad we landed on this. Entertainment. TV, movies, and entertainment. So. Yes. I watched two movies this weekend. Okay. First of all, do you have anything that you want to throw out there? Um, I finished all of She-Hulk. I thought it was very funny. Really? It's really it's really funny. Okay. I liked it. I laughed. You know, it's not your typical show, so you have to go in there open-minded. Hold on. Before you keep going down this path. Yeah. So now you've watched She-Hulk. Hawkeye, and Winter, not Winter Soldier, but... Um, Falcon and Falcon Broken Arrow, yeah, whatever okay, so now yeah. you, so you see, oh, oh, you also watched... Um, WandaVision, WandaVision and Loki. Yeah, I watched so, them all. So you watched them all. Yeah. So, in your opinion... WandaVision's still my favorite. Still your favorite. Yeah. And so where does this rank, She-Hulk? It's, to, to me, it's very... it's Well, it's different because it's not... It's not a Marvel it, is that character, your typical, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah, it's not the movie characters coming over. It's your own little brand but they're Hope starting. Was in it. For like five minutes. Okay. But no, it was good. I liked it. But we had people here the other day and we were talking. It came up quickly. And a friend of mine, I was like, yeah, man, I watched it. I find it funny. I looked at me like, you watch this show? I'm like, bro, I like anything. Well, yeah, you do like some weird stuff. And then my, my uh, friend of mine was like, listen, I can't watch it. Like, no woman is going to go out there and beat, any, beat up any guys. That ain't going to happen. I said, I'm with you. I said, but she's a Hulk. But I agree with him because when I did a couple reactions on it, female She-Hulk cannot beat up the Hulk. Of like, course it doesn't not. work. Yes. But they were fighting back and forth and she was kicking his ass up and down the thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Then they eventually stopped. Okay. But, you know, she, she was kind of learning her stuff out. But no, dude, it doesn't work that way. Like, he is the strong, you know, that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. But I got what he was coming from because I agree. Like, no, it ain't going to work. And I, and I brought up the... Um, the Falcon Winter Soldier episode where whatever the chick's name is mm -hmm. beat up 20 guys in the cargo area. No, it doesn't work that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm off for suspending disbelief. Right. But she Hulk could beat up five guys. I get it. But right. she's not going to beat up 30 guys in the Hulk. Like, no, but, but she doesn't do that. This show had zero, zero action in it. None. It was her being a lawyer as the Hulk. And it was comedy. It was funny. And so you really bring out a season two. It was fun. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! I watched that. It was funny. I okay. liked it. Okay. But it's not. It's not an action-packed Hulk smash show. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Do Do you think? Do they have any plans of bringing her to the big screen? Or is they actually they actually mentioned that in the show, and she and they're like, "We'll see you on the big screen." She's like, "Really? No." <laughs> like it was funny. It was good. What, what movies did you That's watch? Funny man. Hold on. So you didn't watch Samaritan yet? Not yet. I'm, uh, I wanted, I'm waiting okay. for Amy to watch it, but suddenly she's never going to do it, so I'm just going to put it on and okay, watch it one okay. day. Okay, so anyway, so I watched two movies this week. I watched uh, On the Come Up. Okay. And um, 
in time. I think it's called in time or on time. Okay. So I'm going to start with on the come up. On the come up was um, um, a Paramount Plus made for Paramount Plus, right? So you yeah. can't watch it anywhere else. Yeah. And it was a, it was a, it was hip hop oriented. You know, you know, you can just imagine what a hip hop movie would look like. But it was a girl whose dad was a, a rapper died you know died prematurely and then so she comes up not knowing her dad but now she's a rapper and so it's, it's so that's the whole landscape of it right mm -hmm. what i found interesting about this so this is a modern movie just got made yeah okay so some common themes that i saw on this right one you had uh, a woman pr protagonist right the, the the heroine in the movie was a woman yeah right being raised by her mom right and and her mom you know it's the is the anti-hero, if you will, you know, in this movie. And the bad guy, you know, was a guy, for sure. No, of course. I heard in this movie the term Latinx. Yeah, they're pushing and, it everywhere. And, and, and in this movie, they had a, a queer guy. Yeah. So Latinx, so female lead, Latinx, queer guy, um... There was there's there's a part in the movie that dealing with op oppression, you know, with like kids being uh -oh. busted, you know what I'm saying, and like you know getting harassed by security at school, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, the I think, over I think you hit all the boxes. I, I know it's like it's like I I'm like, it it by itself this movie could have been entertaining, you yeah. know. Uh, the the beats were good. You know, trying to say there was some there was some elements of it that was just like wow, this is this could be good. But they had, I mean, it was almost force-fed yeah. that, look, we had to make sure that in terms of D DEI, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, we had to make sure in order to release this film, ESG, we had to bro. make sure we had all these things checked off. ESG. Bam. And, and I'm like. realize that that's movies like that, the NFL, all those things, that's ESG. Those owners, the producers, the companies, they have money tied up somewhere else, somewhere else, through somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about, at least right now, ESG is the upper echelon of the stocks, of the money-making things, and all this stuff. So if, you're, if your entry-level floor needs to be as insane woke as the top wants it to be, because they no longer mm -hmm. care about what we like and what we watch, they have to make sure they can get their money flow, their cash flow from other places. And by doing that, you have to mark the ESG boxes. It, it, listen, please, guys, don't do not. Uh... And that's not a conspiracy theory. Go look around. Why would they force this on you knowing you hate it? Even people who like it, it's too much. I don't want you to lose sight of what Billy just said. It is true that they actually are considering all these things. Like, let's just say a script comes to them, mm -hmm. right, that doesn't check all these boxes. They'll say, like, oh, this is a good script. We just need to change this character what, to be gay. What movie or we show do we this. were talking about, they, are, they, didn't hire, they won't hire white writers for it. I can't think of what it was. We talked, we talked about, about it on a show. Here. Yeah, they don't. They won't hire. My dad will tell me. He'll he'll try and manner. Listen, you say that, but, but the, the mayor of Chicago it. won't won't do a one on one interview with anyone who's not uh, yeah. a a person of color. Yeah. So I mean, listen, this crap is out there, but in our entertainment, it's it's here. But yeah, I don't, I don't even know who you. I don't. There's I a never show or TV. There's something like it's. Uh, I can't think of what it is. He'll, he'll. I'm pretty sure to pop into his head. Nine five four three five eight ninety forty. But he, let but us it, know. But it's out there. Like there's, they won't hire white writers. Like the show. They, I, I, we've looked up and talked about it. The show's gotten not bad reviews, but it's like it's nonsense. 
the writing is bad, and then they come to find out there's certain writers they won't hire. Right. So this is this is a bunch of woke nonsense. And I'll put it to you like this. I watched the Orville. I rewatched it again for the third or fourth time the whole series. They Seth MacFarlane does Family Guy. He works in a lot of social um a lot of social things. But how he does it, it's part of the show. Because you said like, these are forced. And I'm with the forced stuff, I cannot wrap my head around. Yeah, it's hard. I can it's suspend hard. my disbelief when it comes to certain things. There's one episode where, I think I've told you before, one planet is an all-male race. No. It's an all-male race. Okay. Once every 75 years, a female's born, and you undergo the corrective surgery because their their race is all-male. And how, how do they have kids? They have eggs. So how, Where do you get the eggs from? I have no idea. Okay. But they you have an egg, and you, you go that way, and... The corrective surgery is you become from a female, you're made to a male. So it's called the corrective surgery. Now, it's the, the, the planetary union travels around, all the planets together, you know, they won't do the surgery. And so he brings it up. He's like, listen, what's a cleft palate when you have this? Would you fix that? Yes. Okay, well, in my world, my society, this is a cleft palate. We're an all-male species. So this is a problem. You have to fix it. And so I look at it like, man, I, I kind of see where they're going. They're half on the transgender thing, but it's a fight back and forth of who has the right to make the decision. You have to involve the parent, whose culture, who's this. And so you buy into it. It makes sense. It fits the flow of the show. Nothing is forced in like some of these ridiculous TV shows and movies. So it's easy for me to watch it. it Orville is by Seth? Yeah. Okay. Bro, some of the show, some of the some of the stuff on there, man, is mind blowing. So the the topics they cover. But to your point, I can watch it. If it fits the show, mm-hmm. I got no problem with it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes out of left field, like the movie, what's that movie with um Will Smith and the the, the Serena Williams movie? Oh, uh, I can tell King. you the plot right now. King, um, she wants to be good. The white tennis court doesn't want her. Right. They struggle. She makes it. Right. Duh. Why would I want to go see that? I know the plot. <laughs> right. Even even if you tell but me saying, there's but, so much more to it, I don't care. This is what's going to be in the movie. I don't want to watch it. But but it's is that, so but, but telegraphed. But that's, but that's not forced. That one is not forced. That's like life, right? That's just that's just but someone that's living the, life. That's going to be the focal point life. of this show of that movie. That's right. why I didn't watch it. Okay. I know the outcome. Like look at her now. Even she's she's talking. She's like, well, I. I can't be a man and, and play tennis. I got to be a woman. I got to raise my family. So already you're into the, in the nonsense. Right. But anyway, I get that. They probably grew up way back when. There probably was right. a stuffy you know, club that didn't allow black people. Right. I get it. But my guess is it's going to be the focal point of your movie. And I have no time for that. Right. So this one here, you're telling me you know, the mother's probably like, get a job, do better, do this. She's like, no, I can do it. The busting of the kids. Hey, why? Like, listen, I get it. But honestly, in 2022, that stuff doesn't exist anymore yeah uh, at least not to the rate they put it out right there. it's funny as you say that because i was uh, uh in time what's the next one you like uh, justin okay, timberlake i want to say something it's like oh nigga, say no I, I regret bringing up the political <laughs> stuff but you made a good point it's forced in right i can watch if it's part of the show okay i can't watch it if it's out of nowhere listen it's like what is this this is you gro- got me and it pisses this me is off growth on my part because like i i my toe was right in the water. It's like, oh, Steve, get out. <laughs> so, uh, we're in, entertainment. in time, in time, in time with Justin um, Timberlake, right? Oh, you saw it. You got it. Yeah. Dude. Have, have you ever it. seen it? No. You need to go watch it. 
You need to go watch it. Past my threshold in 2011. uh, Is that old? Really? Wow. If you watch in time, especially when you consider... Oh, it's sci-fi. You might might pull me in. When you consider the the world that we live in right now. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, when I watch... In in time, the premise of in time is that you... um, Every, the currency of the world and in this movie is time. So everything is paid for by time. Okay. So by the time you reach, and I, what I'm telling you is not giving away because this is part of the preview, right? So um, your clock starts at 25. So they, they've genetically engineered people that, yeah. so that at 25 years old, you don't age anymore, right? So you can be 100 years old and you still look like you're 25. So, but at 25, they give you a year. And if you don't do anything with your life in a year, you're going to die. Okay? So now you have to start earning currency, which is time, to continue living longer. So they have, oh, the, ha- they have the haves and the haves not. You know, and the haves, they have like 100 years, right? You know, or a million or a thousand years or whatever the case may mm. be. But the have nots, they're living day to day. And so they got to work. They got to hustle. They got to get out there, you know, and, you know, and like, even when they like go to buy lunch, so they got to. You got to get paid like three hours to you, live three more hours. To live three more hours. Oh, exactly. That's a super intense so storyline. I like that. It's very, very intense. There, I, I think Olivia Wilde is in it. Yeah. There's a scene with Olivia Wilde. I'm not, if you're going to watch this, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, I might check it out. But, and so I'm not going to tell you about the scene with Olivia Wilde. But all I'm going to tell you is that um, in this movie, you see there's a there's a place in the movie where they're trying to break the system because they were like this is unjust how you know you have the haves and the have nots and they have yeah. different time zones and all that stuff I probably could and, guess that and what what you realize is that even as they were trying to break the system like trying to uh steal time and give it to the poor yeah all they had to do all the 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 one percent the the elites. All they had to do was raise the prices on everything, which means like a cup of coffee, which would cost you like an hour. Yeah. All they had to do is say, okay, now it costs five hours. You know, lunch, which you you know a few minutes. Yeah. Now it's going to cost you you know a day. That's all they had to do when they when they if they if if they if they felt like time was not. Um, the value of time was it was not high enough. All they had to do was raise the price for everything, and it, it would lower the population of the have-nots. Gotcha. And so that's how they did. That's how they they did population control. It's by, and I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Yeah. This is fascinating, and I wonder how true to form is it in our life? Like, how much manipulation is happening? Behind the scenes, by the feds that we don't even realize, Our by, the, imitates by, life, the, man. by the world banks, where they are intentionally doing things to ensure that um, we can't go Ascend. past a certain point. You know that we yeah. can't ascend. The guy, there's a, a clip on YouTube. The guy who wrote "Rich Dad Poor Dad." And the reason they don't teach money and finance and stuff in school is because they want you to be poor and, and depend on the government. Like it's it's taken out and taught just enough for you to survive and contribute, mm-hmm. but not overtake. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, God damn, man, look at that. That's really? pretty intense, yeah. What did you hear him say that? That's, it's, that's... A, it's, a, it's a short on YouTube. 
That is that. Listen, he's like they don't teach money because it's designed for you to contribute to the system, but not overtake it. That's why I love this. And I was the, like, holy didn't crap, Santa's man! Put it so that it has you to be part of our have, curriculum yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, listen, it it, it makes so much sense, right? It does. That that people people are always asking, why don't you teach this? Why don't you teach life skills? Why don't you like both sides say it? Mm-hmm. Why don't you teach money management? Why don't you teach home ec and learning how to? How, why no more trades? Why no more vocation? Because you're being taught to do just enough to contribute to the machine to where you can you can help the people stay in power, feel like you're achieving something, and still not disrupt the flow of stuff. And if you think about it, what's wrong about that statement? Because you, you know school doesn't teach this. You know they've taken away vocation. You know they're only pushing college for the end-all, be-all for education. Who benefits from all of those? The people don't. No education, no vocation from schools. The government benefits from loans and paybacks and interest through major corporate, through um, major universities and indoctrination and certain studies they teach. So tell me where this guy is wrong. Listen, it's like a scientific. It's it's almost as if you had these mad scientists that they they brought like the elites brought these mad scientists into a room and said, hey. We want to stay in power. We we want to. Keep how do the, we do it? Yeah. How do we do it? You know, and keep everybody in check. And I and I and it's Orwellian, but I believe that we're living that life. Yeah. You know, it's it's because everybody in the if, world does it. If you're willing to open your eyes, you know, and just step back for a second and just give the give this idea some traction in your yeah. mind. You can look around and say, like, crap, man. You can connect the dots because the whole world does it. Socialism, you contribute to the overarching cause. The rich stay rich. You do just enough to contribute. Only in America can you reach the stars by pushing past it. Other countries, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, spin that again. No double the top now in our last segment. Social media again. You want to do that or? No, keep going. We already did it. I don't have any more. <laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me do this real quick. That's so funny. Yeah, that, that landed right on the line, like right on the metal little spinner there. That's right. funny. Oh, my goodness. So that tells us something. Oh my goodness! Listen, but did you see that's how? A, I mean, three times. Yeah. Like, I don't. Is this being recorded? Like, yeah, yeah, that's recorded. So yeah. I go. I hope you guys saw that. It kept going back to social media yeah. or two times. You think this was an algorithm I, I on uh, on the phone or something? <laughs> like you, you see, I stopped on politics. Like I was happy to end it here, right? So you know it was a problem. But it, because, was, it was still going back to uh to social media, yeah. man. That's never happened. That was before. weird. It just kept bouncing back and forth. Look. Social media again. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. that was crazy. So look, I, I'm I'm glad that is really funny. I'm glad it landed on politics. There's so much to talk about. But look, that's awesome. Let me say this real quick. Last yeah. time we ended the show, how about your girl? Tulsi? We talked about Tulsi, and I said, man, we got to talk about Tulsi Gabbard, right? And since that time, I actually listened to her first podcast. Yeah. Did you listen to it? No. Okay. I sent. Billy a text. I'm not sure if I sent the boys the text also, but I definitely sent this to Billy and I said, by the time 2024 comes around, Tulsi Gabbard is going to be one of the most powerful women in our country. Mm-hmm. And and I say that because of this. She is so clear when she speaks. 
Yeah. There is no double talk in her at all. Another person who's like that is like Carrie Lake from Arizona. Yeah. There is no double talk. There is no mincing of words. There's no way that you can not understand what they're saying. And she is so clear and so easy to understand. And 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 she is she's not um she's not a I don't want to say she's not a fighter, but she's not um she she doesn't agitate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. you know, like she doesn't make you want to fight when she speaks. You she's know? not a clickbait politician. Right. She's she just like, look. She say the things for you to go. Exactly. Read. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Now, what I like about Carrie Lake is that Carrie Lake is a fighter. She reminds me a lot of Trump, right? Yeah. But, but again, but still, but Carrie Lake is like, let's talk, you know? Anyway, so going back to uh, Tulsi Gabbard, um, when, wh- where I wanted to leave it, where we left the last time is that I told you I read an article that was talking about Tulsi Gabbard and then I read the comments and in the comments they were basically blasting Gabbard saying like look man don't be <laughs> maturing candidate <laughs> she's a maturing candidate exactly stuff, yeah. and so I there was and so I went in and I did some research on her and I was going to say I was going to talk about just how left leaning she is but since that time I heard her first podcast so that first idea I'm throwing out the window cuz we can talk about that some other time her first podcast she had um, she spent the first twenty minutes t- just doing a monologue, and then she brought in this guy, um, Professor Jeffrey Sachs, okay. a- an economist. I won't go through all his credentials, but what I will tell you is this: you know, this nuclear crisis that we're having right now is so serious and so real, and the fact that none of us. And by none of us, I'm talking about Billy and Steve. I'm talking about our neighbors that are around us. I'm talking about people who are listening to us. None of us recognize just how serious this is. Remember that we played that clip um, on the Stephen Colbert show? Yeah. And the guy was explaining it and Stephen was cracking jokes yeah, yeah. on that stuff. Well, this professor lived it. Like he, So he, he, he basically re-explained everything that guy explained, right? But he did it with no no interaction from a comedian. He was just able to just lay it out and showed like the war that we're in right now has been thirty years in the making, and how the United States and, and look thirty years in the making and both Republicans and Democrats mm-hmm. presidents, both Republicans and Democrat House and Senate, all are contributing to where we are right now, and he does not understand. What the heck is going on here? Like we 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 are literally so close. We we backed this dog into a corner, and and we're saying on the one side of our mouth, this is a crazy guy. This is a crazy guy. This is a crazy guy. We need to get him out of power. Yeah. But on the other side of the mouth, but he's not crazy enough to use a nuclear weapon. It's like, what's wrong with you, man? Listen to what the guy is saying. Why would you think anything else? And then. The worst part about this is that we've painted him as this super bad guy, which he is a bad guy. Okay, listen, he's a dictator. There's no question about it. What he says goes. You know, he he, he oppresses his opposition. All the stuff that you that you that are associated with bad guys, he 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 checks the box boxes. Okay, no questions asked. But this war that we're fighting right now, this is an unjust war, and it's a war. That we, the United States, we, the West, not just the United States, but the United States and Europe, we brought us to this brink. And the question yeah. is, why did we bring ourselves to this place? 
because he is not Putin is not going to lose Ukraine, period. And the only way for me to explain this to you, there's so much. I'm going to just say this real quick. Go and watch this podcast. It's her first podcast, Tulsi Cabot Show. Uh, it's P- Professor Jeffrey Sachs. Go watch it yourself because there's so much detail in there. And I would love to tell it to you, but I know that that Billy would pass out if I did. So just go watch it yourself. But the, this is the best way for me to explain to you why Russia is not going to give up. Because if... And I'm going to just give you this painted scenario for you. Mm-hmm. If Russia said, we're going to go to Mexico and we're going to form an alliance with Mexico and we're going to put nuclear weapons on the border of Mexico and the United States, how do you think the United States would respond to that? Do you think that we would say, okay, no problem? Or do you think that we would say, like, if you did this, this would be an act of war? If you can appreciate that concept, that we're... And listen, and if you want to say, well, I think, I'm not sure, I can tell you what they would do because in 1961 or 62, the, the very thing happened when Russia was putting mil- uh, uh, nukes in, in Cuba. And we were, at, we were this close to war, a nuclear war in 1960, the early 1960s, we were this close to war because Russia wanted to put nukes near our borders because we put nukes uh, in Turkey, near Russia's borders, that that's that's history. That's facts. And now we're trying to do the same thing. Now we're encroaching on Russia's border, and we can't understand why Russia's saying no more. We're willing to fight to the death to make sure that this doesn't happen because we need to secure our border. This is the truth about where we are right now. And so much of us we're. we're you know, playing basketball, watching football, you know, watching movies, you know, living our lives, living the best version of ourselves. And we don't recognize just how close we are. And so I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with, with total, total sobriety. Go watch this for yourself and then do your research for yourself. And you will see just how close we are and how the media Everybody is in cahoots and just will not talk about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, you had said something, and, and, and I, I heard you. wasn't fully listening, but I heard that you said something that made me look up something I saw yesterday okay. about it's a 30-year-long thing, something like that. So I'm going to play something for you. I want your thoughts because I, I don't think this is the – this. I'm not going to jump on this conspiracy theory, but based on what you said, right. it made me think about something. So it's, it's a couple-minute listen. Okay. So I want you guys to listen to this. Talking about Trump. He usurped the Republican Party. So I think this thing I've been tweeting about, no benefit, no... It's a couple-year-old interview. ...ought to be the deal. We haven't gotten a damn thing out of the Democratic Party for a long time. Judge Joe Brown. And the last one, number 44, and the one before that, 43, Bush and Obama, well, there are pictures of Bush with his arm around uh, eight-year-old Barack Obama because his stepdaddy, adopted daddy, Lolo Sotoro, had done a lifetime worth of business with the Bushes. Uh, Uncle George Herbert Walker after whom George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush Warren president, was named, founded Halliburton in 1946 in Oklahoma. And Lolo Sotoro had been 
international executive vice president for Standard Oil. There was talk of him being a CIA asset. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, see, he ran the death squads for the Indonesian army. On his own call, anyone could be assassinated. So when George Herbert Walker Bush became head of the CIA under the Ford administration, he just got with his old buddy in the oil business, Lolo Sotoro, and pulled off the hits. See, uh, Barack's grandmother has been acknowledged as being the woman that operated the channels through which CIA money went to the Southwest Pacific. So she introduced her daughter, who had just had Barry, Barack, to Lolo Sotoro, and they got married, and Lolo Sotoro adopted Barack Obama. The name was changed to Barry Sotoro. Mm -hmm. Now, when he went to high school in Hawaii, I know about that high school. I almost sent my oldest son to it. I could afford it, but I didn't think he observed, deserved it. 20 years ago, the tuition was $95,000. Business Insider reports his income for 2017 at over $200 million net. That's after taxes, deductions, write-offs. For this last year, uh, 2018, they've reported it as $570-plus million. Dollars. And that's after all deductions, tax right. Trump doesn't make that net. I mean, even some of the richest people in America don't make that. Why? Because when his stepdaddy died, he was one of the 10, 15 richest men on earth. And he left Obama everything is. in a trust fund, operated out of Indonesia, oh. so the American government can't touch it, that makes Barack Obama one-third beneficiary for the assets of one of the 10, 15 richest men on earth. Wow. See, so we got a game run on us. So, you know, that little thing that Bush W. does when he gets with Michelle, they giggle and he gives a candy. The inside thing, is that supposed to be the same kind of candy he used to give to her husband when he was six, seven, eight years old? Oh, wow. Wow. So I saw this as a reaction video yesterday. Where, 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 hold on. You were watching a reaction video? I was, and then I went and found the video. So and, Joe, and he's who, basically saying, he's like, because he's like, we got it, because the video was, is Trump racist? So he's. Who, who's the interviewer? About some, I don't know who he is, some okay. guy on there. Okay. So Judge Brown goes over, he's like, okay, Trump's a racist. Do you know both times that Jesse Jackson ever president, Trump financed him? No one knows that. The media doesn't talk about it. Do you know that black entrepreneurs in the early 90s, you know, they were going to banks, going someplace, always getting denied money. Someone said, listen, go talk to Trump. So all these black entrepreneurs would go to Trump. He'd lay out their business deal. He would tell them, all right, here's your, here's your, here's what you're going to pay me. Here's the interest. Here's your right startup money. Go do your thing. When you get your business, come back and pay me. So he'd come back, check everything. Everything good? Yes. Rip the check up. Go make your money. He goes, so Trump's is racist, but banks were denying people. He signed, um, you know, he was giving money to these people, money to this foundation. Again, ran Jesse Jackson twice. So why are we, like, why is this guy a racist? He's not. And it's the media. And then he goes into how the Democrats ran the game on us. They, they lied to us. We get nothing from them. And then he, then he went into this story about Barack Obama. I was like, man, so I don't think it's a, hey, your kid, we're going to make him a president in 40 years from now. But when you said it's been going on for 30 plus years, Barack Obama was one of the instrumental pieces in getting that that regime, Putin, taken down the first time around when he was president. They were going back and forth 
Trump, you know, he set up the thing, but didn't want to send the missile, the, the weapons. We know Trump ended up doing it, and they tried to blame him for it. But Obama set it up before Biden is pushing it now. D- so when you say it's a 30-year war, a 30-year in the making, little bu- uh, uh, little Obama to President Bush, the first one, right. were BFFs. His buddy, his dad was, uh, was operative, I guess. You know, Again, who knows how true this stuff is? So but let's say is, it's half true. You at least have to think, like, hold on, man. Did we really get conned like this? But, oh, my goodness, man. You, you Listen, you, sh- you shook me to my core, man. I, like, I'm shaking inside. Bro, you, based on, I mean? you, got, you have to send me that. I'll send it to you. You have to send that to me. Listen. It's a quick nine-minute video. It's, it is. And listen, and, and it's hard for me to listen, listen to Judge Brown because he, 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 it's hard for him to stay on track. And and I and I don't and I think it's two things. One, I think because he's so old, but two, I think he has so much information yeah. that he just doesn't know how to create it. And sometimes, you know, but, like anybody you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are you telling me I'm seeing my future? Uh, oh I'm my goodness! Saying, I'm just asking <laughs> if you happen to notice anyone who's like that. Anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just just an touché, observation. Touche. Touche. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so. Dude, you just rocked me, man. Because what's interesting about this interview with Tulsi Gabbard and Jeffrey Sachs is that he said, so just giving you quick bullet uh, time capsules, is under the last days of Reagan, USSR fell. Yeah. And they, they didn't fall like um, like they got captured or something like that. They decided... Hold on a second. Financially, this doesn't make sense what we're doing. Yeah. So we need to shrink our, our, our grasp and like let's figure out a way of doing this. Let's enter let, let's find a way of doing this peacefully. Yeah. So that, that happened at the end of Reagan. Part of the agreement, so now this is Bush one, part of the agreement was no problem. This is here's Russia, here's um Europe. All these states in between that used to be USSR, we'll leave them alone. Yeah. This is NATO. This is Russia. We'll leave them alone. But we, we spoke about this before. We, the ink didn't even dry. And we already started to break that agreement because now it's like, okay, there was two superpowers. Now there's only one. And so now that there's only one, we're going to do what we want to do and no one's going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah. And so from the very beginning, even these, and this is two presidents before P- Putin, even be, at the very beginning, the United States started to act wickedly and dishonestly and started to encroach and started to dismantle an agreement that they made. Yeah. To the, and and so this happened with Bush. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When you say Bush and and, and and let's go back to Halliburton. You say he started in 1946. That's what he said, 1946. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it for a second. Halliburton, when you talk about the military-industrial complex, they're all about war. It's greed. It's all about greed. It's money, it's money, it's money, it's money. They're greedy. And if and they there's, con- if there's, if there's no war... They have to find a way to they be have almost to find near a war way all the time. To constantly have war so they can continue making money. Yeah. You know, so here it is, Bush one who founded Halliburton, and I think uh, we found out we'll find out that Rumsfeld and uh, what's Cheney are all part of Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Look how far back this goes, and now we're in the brink of war, and you can see like crap, man. Okay, maybe 1946. This wasn't the plan, but surely by 1990 they saw an opening and they were like, yeah. "Oh crap!" No, no. never. And the the 
the road of intentions, the road to hell is paved with the best of intentions. It all sounds good. It all makes sense until somebody realizes this can better everybody. But if we do this, it can better us. Oh, let's let's see what we can do. So think about this for a second. The wrap up. If Obama is are, is down with the Bushes, and the Bushes have you are, seen that picture of them online everywhere? No, never seen it. No. I'm just I can find okay. it. Okay, it always comes up with caption this. I've seen it on every social media platform. Right, they're, all of them are hanging out together. Obama, Clinton, Bush, they're all they're all just hanging out, arms over each other. Yeah, man. I'm like, oh, bro, this is bad news. If 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 Obama's down with the Bushes. Then that would make sense. And, and look, think about this for a second. This encroachment in Central and Eastern Europe started under the Bushes, uh, under Bush one. It continued with the Clintons. It continued even further with Bush two, and it continued with Obama. And now you're showing me, you letting me listen to a clip that said, "Like, dude, man, this guy's been in bed for decades." And you're pissed off at Trump for trying to stop this wheel of nonsense. You know, he's the, Trump's a bad guy when all of these people for he's, X amount of years have been doing this, but people, they're mad at the one person who got in the way of it. He's the outsider. Because if, if Hillary would have been president, consider that for a second. If Hillary would have been president, it would have continued. Yeah. The whole relationship thing would have continued. Everything they wanted to do would have continued. And now here's... Here's something that's interesting because I because even under Trump because Trump gave more weaponry to Ukraine than even Obama did. Well, because it was because he, he didn't know. No, he was advised. He was Here's advised. What we were doing. And we exactly. took over. It was early on in his presidency before right. he can realize he was being taken for. A he ride was a by useful idiot. People. He was a useful idiot, and I I guarantee you, at some point, he must have been. He must have realized. Hold on a second. These guys are playing game. What you got? I've seen this picture before, but I've never seen Melania Trump in it. So I wonder I wonder if somebody took her out to better further the nonsense wow. or if somebody put her in because I've never seen that before. I've that seen is... the other one with all of them multiple times. I've never seen it with Melania Trump in there. Listen, and Melania is is she a Hungarian? What? Uh, she's some. She's, she's from that part of the world. She's somewhere in that yeah. world, man. I want to try to find the clip, but this brings that me, is kind of scary, this man. This brings me to another thing because yeah, that picture, I've seen it many times. She has never been in it. Maybe she has. I've overlooked it. I don't know. That is that is very freaky, man. Somebody might have. So maybe it was at some sort of dinner or something. She happened to be there and took. I don't know. Right. But I've seen it many times. It's like captioned this. So somebody might have taken her out. Okay. So that being said, I remember years ago when, um, before I really started paying attention to politics, I remember seeing Bush and Clinton walking and talking. I'm like, look at these guys. Like, political party gets in the way of friendship. This is nonsense. Like, these guys are just doing their job. People get all pissed off. They're just, they're, they're guys who just happen to think differently from time to time. You know, good for them hanging out and being friends. Now, the more, now fast forward 20 years, Trump exposing half the stuff he exposed. And then if you want to believe it or not, it's a different story. But seeing how they're all corrupt, they're all doing it behind the scenes, the uniparty, it's like, these guys are pals, but they're pals way before and way after for a very different reason than friendship. Very different reason. So that's like, damn, this is uh, this is shysty. So, I don't particularly care for this kind of stuff. So let me bring this, let me, <laughs> there's so much we could talk about, but I'm going to. I got to set the timer. I'm going to. 10 minutes left for the wrap up. Oh, we do? Okay. So, so we have a full 10 minutes? You didn't start the 10? Okay, cool. So let me say this. Billy. Steve. What if I told you that. And 
I'm going to ask you, Billy, please don't roll your eyes. Remember, only 10 minutes, Steve. I know. Please don't roll your eyes. Let's take me seriously what I'm about to say right now. I always do. What if I told you that, in a, in a, in a way, the Bible predicted all of this? I would say your interpretation, I would believe you. <laughs> the Bible predict, predicted that the world would end up in a one world government. And there's so many things about that that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break down right now because mm. we got ten minutes. But that we're, that this is the direction that we're gonna head in. And and when it did, when we got to this place of the one world government, that the end was right around the corner. The mm-hmm. end of the world as we know it was right around the corner. And when oh. we when we think about WEF that's been around since nineteen seventy one. Yeah. Right? When we think about now, we hear about the military-industrial complex, and we realize that all these presidents had their hands on it, and this thing started in 1946. It could have been 1946. It had to be later than that. 46, well, it's just something he maybe— Yeah, 46 was like, you know, World War II was still just come, coming to ends. Yeah, it, it, Man, if it started in 1946, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. But maybe it did. I don't know. But anyway, you see all this, right? You, you see the Uniparty. You see that we are heading in a direction where our one of the things that you find out about that in that Tulsi Gabbard uh, interview is that before Russia started putting troops around um, Ukraine yeah. and doing the buildup, he went to the United States and says, "We need to get that sit down at the table and negotiate." Putin did. Putin did. We need to sit down and negotiate. This dude, Sachs With said, Biden? With Biden. Okay. Sachs said, when this came out, he called the White House and spoke to anybody who would listen and saying, negotiate, negotiate, this negotiate. Guy, this guy, told, Yeah, this yeah. guy. Th- there's so much about Sachs' um, 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 history that I, I would want to tell you, but all I can tell you is go look him up, Jeffrey Sachs, and you're going to realize how well-connected he is, right? But he's like, negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. And- Biden came out and said, we refuse to negotiate with Putin on behalf of uh, over Ukraine because Ukraine is an independent country and can do whatever they want to. And so that was it, that clip you sent me yesterday that I looked up. Is like uh, Biden essentially invited Russia to invade Ukraine. To invade by, U- yeah. So before he, one soldier was ever around Ukraine, Putin tried to negotiate. Three times this year. This year, the t- Turkish government is involved in this as a as a, a middleman trying to get them to the table. Three times they came close to an agreement, and it's the United States who says no. The go- the agreement's not good enough. It makes sense to me. I'm I'm telling you, we are we are being lied to, and 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 uh, guys, I'm telling you this, man. I don't. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. They are both in this. No, I'm pretty sure our last 20 minutes have said have mentioned quite a few people on both on parties. Bo- they are both in this, man. Well, that's and, why and, they, they were talking about Tulsi Gabbard up and coming, up and coming. Someone showed a clip I watched the other day of her from 2012 to 2015, wherever she first announced her, her mm-hmm. run or something. She's the next up and coming. Hollywood couldn't write a better story. Yeah. All these things. 2020, uh, 2015. 2016, she gets over, she gets in. We got to stop the war. We got to do this. The next day, boom, she's blacklisted. That's because it, it doesn't fit 
her. It doesn't fit the the military industrial complex of money making. They need to be in war, and that's where she started investigating all this stuff herself. From what I understand anyway. No, you you de- you you stand on. she she mentioned like we have to stop this stuff. I'm like, well. That you're at just get back in line, and she realized, whoa, you can't step out of you line. You know who in this the first party. person who attacked her? Hillary Clinton. Was. Hillary Clinton said she was a Russian. Was operative. the first person who attacked her? Yeah. was Hillary Clinton, and all she was saying was that this war thing. We need to it, only it, it, fight it, it, wars yeah. that help the American people, and even then, we have to reconsider. We, we have those. to reconsider it. Yeah. So she said that, and boom, Russian operative planted there. She's in cahoots with Trump, like that, like clockwork, man. Nobody, nobody cared. And what do they have in common? What do I, I, Tulsi Gabbard and Trump have in common? They are on the outside of this. They're on the outside of this this bowl, if you will, and looking in and. Any rise to power has to be squashed. Yeah. It can't like Trump being elected was an accident. He he ruined everything. So sure they did. had to come after him. They're throwing everything at him. But this is this is I want to I want to bring this back to what I was saying. The Bible is predicting that this is going to happen, right? What it said is that you we're going to enter into a place where we're going to have wars and rumors of wars, and. Things are going to be out of control in the world Mm -hmm. and that somebody's going to to the brink of like the Billy's and Steve's are going to be like, what the heck? We got to stop this. We got to stop this. You know, there's going to be clamor for like we need something to happen. We need something to happen. And somebody on the world stage, right when we're in the brink of collapse, is going to say, hey, I got a solution. And that person's going to come in and, and, and bring in peace that is going to be like hey we got this we got this hey you sign here you sign here we do a little negotiation you know whatever whatever and then we have peace but it, and and because that peace comes because this person is able to negotiate this peace right when we're in the brink of calamity the world is going to say that person should be our leader i'm bringing this up right now on this show and specifically for billy because I'm, I, I, I want to be able to mark the date. Today is what? What's today's date? The, uh, the 21st. Yes. Today is October 21st, 2022. I want you to be able to say at some point, whether it's a year from now, two years from now, whatever the case may be, when you see it happening, you're going to be like, oh, crap. Steve talked about this. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, listen. Listen, but, but hold on. Here's the thing. You may not say, so let me just say this. All right. I believe that Billy was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say that, right? Yeah. But I'm hoping that whoever's listening to me will remember and say like, oh, crap, Steve talked about this. Because if what I'm saying is true. No, I mean, if, I, 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 I recognize what you're saying. Okay. But will I say it's divine intervention from the Bible? No, 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 no. It's not, not divine. No, no. It's not divine intervention. This person who's coming to yeah. says like we're gonna bring peace is not a good guy, not a good guy at all. It's not good for us. Any 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 anything that talks about no borders is not a good thing. It okay. is it's totally bad for everybody. Yeah, so for yeah, mankind. Okay, I'm in glad general. you continue to clarify okay, because uh, I looked at it as like. Obviously, someone's going to come. It's going to be the next president. They're going to get in there. Hopefully, the Bidens are out. That insane cabal is gone. It'll be Trump. It'll be DeSantis. It could be Gabbard. Somebody understands we got to stop all this crazy. We'll get over and say, listen, we're done. Let's negotiate peace. So when, when you say you're going to say this, that's why I was laughing. Like, it's a foregone conclusion, in my opinion. If the right person gets in, they're going to say, hey, stop the war. The Biden administration wants the war. They want to keep fighting. 
the Republicans and a half and a and a, and a uh, a regular Democrat doesn't. So any one of those get in, of course you're going to no, peace listen, stop. I don't agree with you on that. That last thing you just made, the Democrat and the Republicans, the, the real ones don't want it. I don't agree with that because they're still voting to keep sending money to Ukraine. The narrative is still Ukraine. Well, and is the, we talked about this with Trump. They these people care about them. These people, the people who are voting for the stuff. Okay. So they're not going to go against the machine because they know they'll be they'll be put out. That's the point I'm making to you. Like so. What I'm saying to you is that the domino had been dropped, and so dominoes are starting to drop. Yeah. There's nothing in the path to stop all the dominoes from dropping. I don't care who the next president is. In fact, you said something, and I wanted to bring this up. The last episode, you said something. I, when I listened to it, it's like, Billy said this, and he didn't even realize what he said. I always realize what I said. Well, of course you do, but I don't know if we recognize how powerful this statement was. Because I asked you, DeSantis or Trump? Yeah. And you're like, as much as you like DeSantis, you know, Trump's got your vote. And I asked you why. Do you remember what you said? Because he'll go scorched earth. Because you said that he's the wrecking ball. Like, we're, we are at the point yeah. in this country where there is no slight course correction. We need to break everything. We need yeah. to wreck everything. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, that truly, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of American politics, that is truly the only thing that I can see that can slow this thing down. I don't think it can stop it, no, but I yeah, think that it can definitely. It you, you're talking. You buy another ten or fifteen well, years saying, or something like that. Four years of Trump, right. Eight years of DeSantis. Then we can go back to bickering about regular Democrat. And but, but but when you're saying wreck it, it's not just wreck it from a a boy's a girl, a girl's a girl. Not from that perspective. No, Although, I mean the that's whole, what they got us looking the whole at. Whole thing. In fact, that's what I was gonna say. They have us arguing about. Think about this. They have us arguing about something that, are we really arguing about this? Two plus two is four? Yeah. We're really arguing about this? Yeah. And yet, I'm here, you're, and you're over there, because, and we're yelling. Because but in, we're not paying attention scenes, to them funding a nuclear a nuclear war. Exactly. Yeah, and, and they're doing this intentionally. It's all intentional. They gave us candy to fight and bicker yeah. over while behind the scenes, they're robbing us blind. So I'm just saying to you that the only thing that I can see on a, in, a, in a natural sense that could overt this or prevent this or slow it down and retard this in any way is a Trump presidency because we need to break it. And I think that Someone Trump at his age, he got nothing to lose. You could take all the money. I don't care. But I'm going to destroy this mechanism. I'm going to destroy yeah. this machine the best I can. Because we are really looking at a cabal, and, a unit and party, believe, and they want this to happen. And I believe the Senators could do it also, but I think Trump would do it in such a way you you could not help but notice on any side that it, it really would be staring you in your face. And you'd have to be an idiot to say, well, um, no, it's, you're lying. You, it would be that obvious. I think DeSantis would nicely do it and show it. DeSantis got too much to lose, man. He's got a young wife. He's he got would, three little he would kids. Do it. It, it would be done. But Trump can go in there and literally say, like, this is what's going on. If you say no, you're an idiot. You know what that is? What's that? That's the hardest choice is require the strongest will. <laughs> if we had Thanos, which is Trump, to come in here and literally hit reset, I mean, what more do you want? So let me just leave you with this then. Well, there, I want my there, guy Thanos, there, there, a.k.a. Trump. There is, and I've thought about this, and I don't know if you ever thought about this. How great there Thanos is, is a risk. Because you know how I feel about Thanos, right? It's my guy. Okay. But you know how I feel about him, right? I do. There is a risk. Hold on, hold on. Billy, Thanos is a bad guy, right? No, he's my guy. I don't care what no, he no, no, is. No, no, no. He's misunderstood. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Oh. He's misunderstood. 
He's one. He's my. Li- is, is in he, all the MCU characters, he's he by far and away my favorite character. Okay, fine. He can. He be makes a, the most sense to me. He could be your favorite character. He can make the most sense to you. Right. But is he a bad guy? No, he's misunderstood. So, you've tell never, me. You've explain never to seen me how to misunderstand destroying. What was it? A half? Was it a third? One? Half, half the population half, of the t- universe. T- explain to me. In, in in some shape or Are form. Are you going to be able to understand it? I don't know. Let's try. Tell well, you me. You won't. Just try. Okay. Try, try me. There's 10, 10 barrels of food for 20 people. Okay. 20, 10 people are going to starve. So without prejudice, lottery, no bias whatsoever, you draw names, 10 have to go. Now, 10 things of food feed 10 people. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. And so, in your mind, right? Just using that scenario right there, because I well, I, you asked, is he a bad guy? No, no. I want to use My, that. I want to okay. use that. Okay, using that right there, because at this point, it's just the idea of, yeah. um, look, we have a limited amount of resources. We have an a, a overabundance of need. Yeah. The best way, the best solution is to say, let's draw names so we can reduce our need. I would and say, then, the, I would say, assuming that you've done everything else. GMOs, extra food, try to breed more more cattle, more whatever. Okay. You tried everything. You simply cannot keep up with the population of the people. The humane thing to do in that thought process is to start essentially start I'm, over. I'm, I'm glad you just said what you said because you're saying that this is the last resort. Yeah. Because you're basically saying this is the last resort. Yeah. Okay, you Nobody don't, wants, you don't, don't start don't, here. Yeah, I don't believe he went out because he, he did it at, at his planet. And in the movie, here's what I see. Here's what's going on. We've tried everything. This is the way to fix it. You're nuts. You're crazy. Okay, then look what his planet fell apart. The plans fell apart. So he, my opinion, from what I got from the movie, he saw everything that would have was trying and nothing was working. This is the guaranteed fix. And they tried everything else. It didn't work. Okay, so from the premise of what you just said, right? You tried everything. Here's the last resort. Yeah. Here's my question. Are you okay as Billy individual where you don't get a say on that decision. And what, that? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, like, if I do not get a say in murdering half the population, right. yeah, it'd probably, probably be a problem. Okay, and that's where in steps in the bad guy, mm-hmm. in, my, in my opinion. Because it's one thing if, okay, we're, guys, we're at our last resort, you know what I'm saying, and I think that's what we got to do, what say... If the question is asked, what say you, mm-hmm. and the population says, okay, off with half the population, okay, we all bought into this. Yeah. But if one person says, hey, I think it's what you got to do, and off with half the population, and no one else gets a, say, gets a say in it, then to me, at that's the junction. Because if you have this resistance, if you have yeah. saying, hey, no, 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 don't kill no, half the I population. Get it. Yeah, one you know person, saying? that's a that's lot where of power. You, that's for where one you become the bad have. guy. That's where you become yeah. the bad guy. And so, that's why when I say he's a bad guy, it's not necessarily because of his thought process. It's because he came to the place where he believed that his thought process trumped everybody else's thought process. Yeah. And he was going to force his way regardless of how anybody else thought. That's what makes him the bad guy. Not what he was thinking, but how he, how, he, how he went about executing what he was thinking. I see what you're saying. He also 
had a firsthand experience when he takes Gamora's world. He's like, you guys, she, he's like, she's like, we were happy because, but you were starving and destitute. When I did what I did to your planet, they're thriving. The, you, like at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm shredding the world, the universe down to its last atom and a new one will flourish. And they're like, it will be born of blood. Well, they'll never know it. So if you, so if you don't know no harm, no foul, you only know greatness. It's only going to affect the people who are around. It's not going to affect the future. They're going to be like, oh, wow, we're prosperous. We're happy. So, but think about that. Even what you just said, I'm going to break it down to his last, to the first Adam, right? The I, hardest again, choices require the strongest. But again, will. that that would include you. It would, right? You're gone because you're starting all over again. Uh, you know and what like, happens? Do you want to say in it? And my and so if the answer is yes, for anyone who says I want to answer, I want to say in it. Yeah, I might agree with him, but I want to be able to say my voice was heard. No, kind this of. Is, this is where okay. Once you take someone else's ability to be able to speak on a matter mm-hmm. it, let's think about it it's no different than what we're going right now free speech is under attack right well, that's what i'm saying it's like if we're not able to speak on it like you get to make let's say we let's can't speak i compared him to trump the trump gets in we voted for him and he goes and does this Good thing full circle i did say i did give my piece i voted for someone to get in but but we, but we can say no one voted for Thanos, right no, but again, I'm talking the ideology of it, the thought of okay, it. Okay, so so this, I get what you're saying. One person, we don't have a saying. I get it. Right. So now back to where my thought was with Trump. Right. But we voted this person in. Now their decision is this. I may not agree with it, but, but I don't we, have a saying because I've already backed him on everything else. Right. So in a, in a, in a republic, democracy, uh, democratic republic like that we're in, that's what happens. You vote for somebody to vote for you, right? Yeah. To represent you. So this is great full circle going back to Trump. And how he compares to Danos. And that is, we do risk, and, and, I, and I thought about this, mm-hmm. crap, yes, he's the wrecking ball. Yes, he'll bring everything, like, like you Shred said, it down to, to the, the last that's Adam. Adam. Yes, he could do that, right? But what is if he doesn't stop? And you know, what like like Hitler, power hungry, like like Hitler. Going? What if he doesn't stop? Well, luckily you know in saying? America, he only has four years. Well, look what they're doing now. We they, s- they're doing the exact same thing you're worried about Trump doing. What if they don't stop? They're ruining the country, and there's no stop. Our our next possible stop is in a few months. From there, if that doesn't work, it's in two more years. So if Trump will, if he gets in there, and to your point, what if he doesn't stop? He has he only has four years to do it. No matter how bad it gets, but we've seen they're doing it now. But we've seen in dictatorships where we don't have start, a dictatorship. I know, but I'm saying it did. But these dictatorships, like for example, in Russia, it didn't start that way. It started yeah. out because remember this this whole negotiation when they dropped the veil of the USSR. Yeah, they became a democracy. They had free elections. But look where we are right now. We went from free elections where presidents were being elected to now we have we ostensibly have a dictator in Russia. Yeah. How did that happen? By getting in power, having enough people around you that will vote a certain way and starting to change the rules. So before you know it, yeah. hold on, what? Huh? You're still the president? That's what they're Eight trying. years later? Yeah, so we're 12 trying, years that's later? That's what they're doing now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what if it doesn't end? So I, all I'm telling you is that there's a potential, even though I believe that Trump is a wrecking ball that we need. I, I, we're in agreement. We're 100 yeah. percent agreement on that. There's this little thing, this little voice in my head that says that. But at the same time, we could be creating a monster. And if not Trump, if not specifically Trump, but the 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 rubble in the in his wake, in the rubble, out of those ashes, we've a, a monster can be created. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying that can literally wreck the world. But there's one happening right right now. now. Right now, we have an existential. So threat. you're worrying about right. Trump, right. but. 
what you're saying is actually happening it's actually now. Happening right now. Right. Stop letting the media influence you thinking Trump's a bad guy. <laughs> no, 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 listen, it's not Trump. It's not Trump. I'm saying, I promise you it's not Trump. I love Trump. No, I get it's it. It's not Trump. But, but based it's, on it's what the, you're saying. It's the idea of anybody. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, okay. But it's happening right now. It's right. not what if they get in. Right. They've already gotten they, they, in. They, they, They're already doing it's, it. It's... How many? Forty-six. That's like seventy-five years in the making. Yeah, so this, what we're seeing right now, it's been happening. It's over seventy years in the making. And the very, very, very last thing I'll leave you with is, damn it, where to go? All right. Well, I'll just, I'll just read it. Oh no, find it, find it, find no, it. No, no, it's pretty much what it is. It's a clip. It's a, it's a. A, a friend of mine posted something on. Oh, you're gonna read it? Oh, okay. I mean, I was in a nutshell it because it's a lot of words. I don't okay. like to read a lot of words. All right, it's from something somebody posted. YouTube removed Kanye West interviews to that. So what does that tell you? Rappers can interview bragging about selling drugs in our community, brag about killing cops, over criticize the people that Kanye criticized. But if Kanye criticizes them, it's not allowed. It's disrespectful. Which which interview? The one with Tucker Carlson? I guess. Okay. So that being said, I'll nutshell it for you. I read it quickly. They said that they re- that YouTube removed his interview because you know it was misinformation, hate speech, whatever. The rappers can go on and talk about killing cops and selling drugs and hitting women and all this stuff. So I, I read you that to say, go look at it. The interview is still on YouTube. Nothing happened. Nothing was taken down. So even if it's something you like that you think that you're going to get revved up about, rally, cry, and say, yeah, YouTube censored us, go actually do the information. Look it up for yourself. The interview is not gone. It's still there. Okay. And this is something that I like, that I, that I follow, that clearly was lying. So whether you're a Democrat, Republican, whatever your party is, don't believe it just because you see it and read it. You know what I'm saying? Go look it up yourself. We've mentioned it many times on here. Half of my news comes from memes. I see what it says. I like the way that sounds. Let me go look it up. Because then if I can find the article and, and substantiate it, I'll do it. Like the one you sent me yesterday about CNN blast Biden says that the, right, the election. Right. So I go and I type it in, you know, Anderson Cooper hitting reset. It was January of this year, eight, nine months ago. Well, they said that nine months ago. He's still doing his thing. People are still backing him up. So, I mean, what's the point of we're going to use this as a rallying cry? It's eight months old. People don't care. So why am I going to get all worked up about it? They, nobody else cares. So this, so that thing I just read, again, I like it. We know YouTube censors. We know they're full of it. We're going to say, oh, they, they, they crapping on us. They don't want us to have a free voice, all this stuff. Before you lose your mind, go look it up. Nothing was taken down. This is somebody agitating you on our side. So they're agitating you on your side. Be open-minded. That's what I'm. That's the point of this. Right, Jeff. I I know you're smiling right now, Jeff, because he's 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 talking your language right now. So I know you're smiling. Listen, we say it all the time. Look, go look it up. That's how I get half my news. I look at memes and then I go see what's what's behind them. And if it's nonsense, then I say, "Hey, man, this is crazy." Listen, you have to send me that that interview with uh, Joe Brown. Joe Brown down with the Uniparty. Episode 120, you guys have a great day. I love that number. Peace.